And welcome back to the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. We have a full episode for you guys today. Very excited. Lots of things planned. Before we get into all that, boys, how are we doing? Just excited for the draft. Excited for that the week is finally here. Um, looking forward to this. And this is the start of, this really is the start of a new era in the Coyotes. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all goes. How about you, Haynes? How's things going, man? I, it's, they're going, you know, uh, Pat Brown guy writes on what I write, uh, colleague of mine I write with on the hockey writers actually just accepted a job to be the Arizona Coyotes lead, uh, uh, team reporter, head team reporter, official, uh, you know, content producer for the team and all that. So, you know, I wish him the best and all that, and I'm I'm excited for him for this next chapter. So, uh, so right now I am the only writer for the Coyotes for the site. So I am trying to get over this big hump and catch back up on all this draft stuff. After the draft, I will hopefully be able to mellow a little bit down. So just a little stress at the moment, but we're uh, we're making it through. And real quick before we move on, I just wanted to add to that. Congratulations to Pat Brown on that because that couldn't have happened to a better guy, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely love to see that. They got the absolute best guy possible. Back to you, Tyler. There we go. Okay. Cool. I'd adjust my mic. It was like just tripping out. But okay. So, yes, again, it is very good that uh, Pat Brown got that. It's fantastic. A little jealous, not going to lie. But hey, you know what? Good for him. Do uh, Can't wait to see what he uh, does for the team and. Um, all this good content. I don't know where I went with that one. But we just had the uh, Stanley Cup wrap-up last week. Chase and I gave our thoughts um, earlier this week. But you two uh, weren't able to make it that night for whatever reason. Um, we just kind of did like a fireside that night. What were you guys think? What did you guys think? Did you predict it kind of where it was going to go? Did you call Avs and Six? Man, that feels like it was tied up for me or something. Because I did call Avs and Six. Uh, second the series started, I just kind of figured it was going to go that way. I didn't see the blowouts both ways coming. Figured it would be closer to that, but aside from those two games, it really was a phenomenal series. Lots of action back and forth. Kale McCarr is absolutely amazing, and not enough is being said about the series Bowen Byram had. He had a phenomenal series actually led the abs in five-on-five ice time and was a force out there every time he stepped out there. <laughs> Just didn't have the points and didn't have the sexiness that Kale McCarver. But overall, just fantastic series. Great to see our boy Kemper lift the cup. Um, other than that, that team's going to be good for a long time. So this is the right time to rebuild. They should be fading away as we are stepping into prominence. So, uh, Haynes, you got anything? Yeah, you know, um, honestly, you know, as, as, as much as watching them beat my St. Louis Blues was already pain enough and the the fashion they did it, you know, congrats to the Colorado Avalanche. Um, amazing team. I mean, you from game one, the playoffs, this team showed that they were the best by far in the playoffs. I mean, they may not have had the most exceptional goaltending Kemper was a solid goaltender, but I would not say he was an out-of-this-world goaltender in the playoffs. They had an out-of-this-world roster. Nazem Kadri stepped up. Kale McCarr did Kale McCarr things. 
You know, uh, Artur Leckman scored some big goals and some big moments. Nate McKinnon was Nate McKinnon. So, you know, they had everything working for them that they needed to do. You know, uh, I mean, when you, at your first three series, when you sweep two of them, I mean, that's that's a pretty good sign that you're a pretty dominant team in these playoffs. So, you know, I really do think the best team came out of this on top. And, you know, the best team won this series at the end of the day. And, um, you know, a note there for, you know, Coyotes fans that are looking at this wondering when this is, when this is going to happen to the Coyotes, when are they going to be here? When are they going to be back in the playoffs? When are they going to be competing for the Stanley Cup? Five years ago, the Colorado Avalanche finished with 46 points in the season for dead last in the NHL. Five years later, they are Stanley Cup champions. It is not unrealistic to think the Coyotes can't do this, fans. Just remember that. It, Colorado went from nothing to the beginning of a dynasty. So just hang in there tight, Arizona fans, because it's can easily happen with the Coyotes and it starts especially this year with this draft and uh we're also gonna get in, in more into it, but it's gonna start this year with this draft but it's it's very possible and the Avalanche are a perfect mold to look at and you know kind of mold themselves off of I'm excited that's what I kept thinking too was like actually when I was watching the game I was at my aunt and uncle's and I was like you know I can't wait to see my team up there and uh with this as I've said several several times even in the last fireside chase and I did I've drank the Kool-Aid I believe that GMBA he has the plan I um I'm fully invested, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, this draft, as Grant alluded to earlier, start of a new era. Very very excited. I haven't been excited for a draft, and I don't know how long. So, but boys, are we ready to get into the meat of our show? Yes, absolutely. Right. Well, before we get into that, your Chirp and Yodi's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rogue Energy. They are a kind of more a fitness oriented style similar to uh, i'll say like the g fuels and other um ghost energy such things uh fruits like dragon fruit mango strawberry lemonade uh, all kinds of cool shakers uh very happy that they decided to partner with us and give us a promo code which is yodis y-o-t-e-s at checkout to save you 10 percent uh proceeds help us grow the show a little more and we're excited to have them board so thank you rogue energy so um who wants to go first just jumping right into the draft. Or we can talk about I, the picks we have, if you'd like. Uh, Chase and I kind of mentioned that, but yeah, we can kind of go into the draft as a whole, if you'd like. Uh, why don't you start us off there, Tyler? Uh, first overall, Shane Wright. I don't think uh, I don't know if anybody disagrees. Does anybody have anything different for their first overall? Actually, yes. Oh, you do? Let's hear it. I decided to embrace chaos and do this simply because... Um, and one thing real quick I want to add before we really get into the juice of this. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We don't care. This is all for fun. Play along if you want. Skip this section if you want. But mock drafts are fun. That's why we do them. That's why we read them. <laughs> I'm going to go Yuris Slavkovsky simply because I want to see the city of Montreal burn. <laughs> oh. okay, so when I make fun of French Canadians... I get jail time. But when uh, you do it... I'm pretty amazing if I'm allowed. Fair enough. Carry on. Haynes, who you got? Uh, I mean, if we're just going off first over here, you know, um, you know, I, I do want to generally believe that Shane Wright probably is the guy, just because I know that the, um, the Canes will be looking for some centers there, so I, I definitely could see Shane Wright, but like you said, Granny, we don't know what's going to happen this draft. We, you know, uh, we we were saying this right before we started too that you know, 
things can change so drastically. New Jersey's considering training that second-round pick. Montreal's entertained the idea of moving the first pick. I don't think it happens with them, but they've entertained the idea of the right price came along. So I definitely think anything can happen here. So do I think Shane Wright's a guaranteed lock one? No. Do I think he's a safe option to say if you're trying to look at someone to choose for number one? I'd say yes, he's a safe option if you want to pick someone. But do I think he's most likely dead 100% the guy who goes first overall? No, I do not think he is. So is Shane Wright your pick there? Shane Wright is my pick. But it's not a confident pick, as in I'm going to say right here to you in the face, like Shane Wright. And if it's not Shane Wright, I'll shave my head. Like, I know it's not going to be Shane Wright, but if I had to make the safe pick, I'm going to go Shane Wright. Fair enough. That's what's funny when people say that, though, when they're like, oh, if it's going to be this guy signed with this team, and if this, this, anyone that likes this will get $100 or whatever. I love seeing those. Those are great. I mean, have you, if you've read any of the Twitter response to, Bob McKenzie's big board or Corey Promen's big board, Corey Promen's latest mock. Uh-uh. It's been unreal. Montreal is really not happy that Shane Wright isn't a no doubt first overall guy. They really mm-hmm. don't like it. Why? So, just because they want they have, to. They want you have the first overall. You want it to be a slam dunk. Think about mm-hmm. it like how Suns fans get feel whenever Luka Doncic oh. is brought up. I get that, so, yeah. Oof, that's a... But hey, we might get a certain somebody in the Valley, maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. Anyways, who is your pick for second overall? Um, I can't pronounce his first name. You said it earlier, but I don't know how to say that. Yuraj. I will not... It was what? Yuraj. Yuraj. That's how... Let me be real specific. Oh, that's how I've heard it pronounced. Jurassic so. Park works for me. Uh, Slav Slavkovsky. I am so sorry if I butchered you. Don't hit me. I swear I, I I will try better. But I think he goes to the Devils. So with the Devils picking and with your Slavkovsky off the board, who is who they really want? I say they are going to trade this pick. Don't know who to who, but I think. If Yurash Slavkovsky is gone, they make the trade. Someone else is picking here, and they are going to go Shane Wright. I think at the end of the day, this is in some order, the way that one and two is going to go. It's most likely going to be Shane Wright at one, but I just wanted to be a little spicy with mine. So That's fair. Shane Wright at two to, I'm just going to throw out the Blackhawks as they traded Alex to Brinkett to get this pick. That's James, a, what about you? Yeah, that's wow, that's a that's a good one there. Um I Slavkovsky's gonna go second overall here, but you know what? In the spirit of my first overall pick with being uncertain here, we are uncertain of what happens in the second pick here. And like you, Grandy, I think New Jersey actually does move this pick. Um I see Vancouver as being a liable option, considering there has been talks between maybe Connor Garland going back over to New Jersey in return. So I think that uh, New Jersey does move this pick. I think they move it to Vancouver. Um, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if for some reason it gets moved to Chicago and it's a Brinkett deal. Um, but I uh, will actually, believe it or not, as much as I want Logan Cooley in Arizona, I think if he gets traded, I think Logan Cooley actually ends up supplanting and going second overall behind Shane Wright. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I've heard JT Miller being thrown around a lot too as the name mm-hmm. too. Name to look there. I think that's another really good potential trade in New Jersey. They have offense. Why? I'm at about 
30% thinking that they might trade it, but that's pretty high for a second overall pick. It's going to be a fun draft. It is going to be a fun draft. Mm-hmm. And I think if he, I think, I think if the pick goes to Vancouver, I think Slavkovsky could still go second. And the only reason I think that is because Vancouver is going to be looking for wingers. I think if New Jersey trades the pick to Chicago, I think it goes coolly because Chicago is going to be losing to Brinka in the center. So I think it really does. Um, my, you know, a choice here really does depend on who New Jersey, if they do trade the second round pick, who they trade it to. Because if they trade it to a team that's not looking for a center, Slavkowski, I think, is your man that's going second overall. But I think if they trade it to a team who's giving up a center or looking for a center, it's going to be Logan Cooley going second. Okay. So, uh, Tyler, back to you. Now for the big Coyotes pick. So I had two I kind of thought because I know I, I heard somewhere, and it may have been the uh, the hockey group chat, and that may be where I've heard it. Um, I have two here. I'm pretty sure they're obvious. Uh, Logan Cooley is my preferable if my draft is somehow Norsodramously, you know, sound. Uh, but I think Cutter Gauthier, right? Is that how you pronounce that? It's a French word. Cutter Gauthier. Okay. Gauthier. Uh, Gauthier. Oh my god, I'm going to get... Oof, all of France is going to attack me, I swear. Um, so, it's I think American he would be... Too. Yeah, he's from Arizona, if I remember right. So, yes, he is. So, I think, the, I think the Coyotes are trying to do that, you know, like, hey, if he's from Arizona, he wants to be here, kind of like how, you know, Josh Stone is kind of that face right now, especially with the PHNX NIL agreement. So, I kind of thought maybe we'd do that if... Especially if Logan's not available. Logan, someone gets taken a vote, I think we get him 100%. Um, but if Logan's available, I think the Coyotes will go with that. I think. So, Logan's your official pick? That's my official pick, yeah. I'm going to put my hat in the ring for that one. Well, I'm going chalk this time for the first time in this mock draft. And I'm saying I agree. Logan Cooley to the Arizona Coyotes. Fast, dynamic, center. Possibly the most upside in the entire draft. Uh, plays a position we've been looking for for forever. And he's stated he wants to be here. He wants to be the guy who helps lead a team out of a rebuild. I love that attitude. I'd love to see him here. He is one of my two favorite prospects in this draft. Another one we'll get to later on in this mock. And I, since I live in Minnesota... I will be going to some University of Minnesota games if we do indeed draft him to watch him live. So, uh, Haynes, how about you? Yeah, um, you know, this is one of those ones again where, you know, it's in either or here. You know, I, I said Slavkovsky for, you know, pick number two there. Or actually, I said Logan Cooley for pick number two there. And, you know, but I said that it really does depend on if New Jersey does trade the second raw pick, who would end up going there. So I think this is the same situation. It's, Whoever doesn't get taken between Juraj Slavkovsky and Logan Cooley is going to be who Arizona is going to take. And the reason why I say that is because, I mean, we've, we've talked about this in our group chat. And, you know, someone, I think it may have been you, Granny, shared it in there. Bill Armstrong was asked what he thought about teams drafting him, the two teams ahead of him. And he says he essentially, they're sitting back and letting the teams decide for them who to draft. So I generally do think if Wright goes first, in my opinion, who I think it will be, it's going to come down between Slavkovsky and Cooley, and it's whoever doesn't get picked with that second pick. So you're going Slavkovsky here? So I'm going Slavkovsky. 
same time, it's like the last pick. I think if New Jersey trades the pick to Vancouver, then it's going to be Cooley that's going to Arizona because Slavkowski will go to Vancouver. If the trade goes to Chicago, I think Cooley goes to Chicago and Slavkowski comes to Arizona. So it's an either-or situation here. I love I love Slavkovsky's game. I would love to see him here. I mean, any of these picks and another guy that hasn't been mentioned yet, I would love to see here. Really, there's six guys who, if we took at this pick, I wouldn't hate it. My preference is Cooley or Wright if he somehow lasts, which I really don't think he does. Um, But at the end of the day, there is six guys who, if they go up there and read that name off, I'm perfectly happy with. So, yeah, back to you. Okay. Well, so we're four. So I think I wrote it down, but I've not heard his name said out loud. So I'm going to butcher this really bad, but I think Seattle's going to go with defense here. All right, here we go. David Jurisic? 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 He's he's from Czech Republic. I've heard it pronounced Jurisic. Jurisic. Oh, I am so sorry. Really? Yeah. Great host. Um, yeah, I think I think that's who they're gonna go for. All right. Again, you guys probably know better than I do. You know, definitely better at the uh, prospect research than I am. But for my best attempt, I think Seattle goes with this guy. So I have a very similar frame of mind that they go one of the two defensemen available, but I'm having them go the other guy, and simply for no other reason than this guy is my favorite prospect in this draft. I think Cooley's a better prospect. That's why I want the Coyotes to go Cooley. But this is my personal favorite prospect in this draft. Simon Nemich. Guy is unreal. A great skater. Great rushing the puck up. Great defending against the rush. Can move the puck, pass the puck, jumps into the play. Just has all the makings of a great offensive defenseman that you want on your top pairing for years to come. Um, Seattle would be thrilled to take him, and they have a pretty good start to their rebuild going themselves. But yeah, I just I love this kid. Just watch him play. The stuff he did in the Czech League was amazing. Nobody, no eighteen-year-old defenseman has ever put up the points that he has in that league. And then his playoffs, he played even better in it. It's the year he had was insane. He is a unicorn. He oh, I could gush about him for ages, so I'm gonna stop myself here. But just know he's your favorite coyotes. Wow. Yeah, and this is a guy that Craig Morgan threw out as a dark horse, much to the chagrin of a lot of uh Coyotes fans. Um, for us to take. And if they did that, even over Cooley, I'm still very happy with that because, like I said, this kid's going to be good. I have almost no doubts about it. I love this kid. And anywhere he goes, I'm going to follow his career very closely. So, well, I, I just I hope to see him succeed. Uh, so my official pick was Simon Nemec, defenseman, and 
on to you, Holmes, with Seattle. Yeah, you know, I um, Granny, I'm in the same boat as you here. I mean, first off, Seattle, I feel like is a no-brainer. Um, is looking at defense with the with the fourth overall pick. I feel like they have to go here. Uh, they don't really have any really intriguing uh, defensive prospects. I think they're really gonna be looking to you know build um, down the middle for that with a future piece here. And you know, and they already have you know Matt Berniers and all that. So they they already have great prospects now, but they don't have anybody really solidifying that defensive spot. So I think they go defense as well. And I also think they go to uh, Simone Nemec here. And I think it's um. It's. Uh, I really think it's a toss between him and um and all that and and uh, oh, I'm gonna say his wrong his name wrong. Uh, Yerchik. Um, I think it's gonna be a toss between them. I've also heard some other names get thrown out there. Uh, Kevin Korchinski, um, who is playing actually in the WHL for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, he's another name that's been tossed out there. I do think they do take a defensive here. I think it's just it's a no brainer for them to really build. You already have a you know solid piece uh, and all that on on forward. So I think you're looking for a solid prospect on D. And I think uh, you know I think Nimich is the guy that ends up winning out out of three defensemen. So I think they take him fourth overall. So you said Nimich is your fourth overall. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm fifth overall pick. Um. So. This one, I got a little fuzzy. But I saw in a couple other drafts, they put him here. So if we don't get him, I think Cutter... What was it again, Grandy? I'm sorry. Gauthier. Gauthier. There it is. He goes to Philadelphia. Uh, I saw in like, the little note things, they said that um, if Philadelphia goes here, I think he's going to be a great kid, stick down the middle, and be in all situations. Aggressive top six center. I wrote that down in the notes specifically. So that is my choice for number five. So that is actually the exact same pick I have. Holy crap. Look at me. Look at the character development that this show has given me. I think, uh, <laughs> I think with their new head coach there, Portorella, they're going to want to draft a very specific type. And technically, Eurocheck fits this type too. But forwards are generally closer to playing, and Tortorella is going to want to win that. So to get the big body, six foot three kid who has an excellent shot, quite possibly the best shot in the draft at five, they're going to jump all over that. Um, just then again, Cutter Gautier, he's on that list of six names who, if the Coyotes went to him, I'd be perfectly happy with. So. I think he's going to have a really good career. And because he's a Scottsdale, Arizona kid, another guy I'm going to be following the career of. Uh, on to you, Haynes. I actually was going to go in y'all's direction, but I actually am going to play spoiler here a little bit. And I think that, uh, I think Cutter uh, Gautier, I think he's a, you know, an insanely great player. And I think he's got such a bright future. And I think he's, you know, he's a big winger center and, you know, he can play, you know, crucial, crucial minutes, crucial, you know, crucial player wherever he goes. And I think he'd be a great fill in Philadelphia, but I'm actually looking at a shocker here. I'm, I'm looking at Frank Nazar, a center from the U.S. Uh, U18 development program. I think he is actually going to shock a lot of people. I think I've seen his play. He's one of probably the most elite skaters coming into this draft. Um, I've seen some footage of him. He's a really good speedy playmaker. 
he knows how to get to the net. He knows how to get uh, guys open to find that passing lane. So I think he ends up surprising a lot of people here. I think it would not be a shocker to see him go five. Um, I, I could be wrong. He could fall back to seven. Like I said, we're not experts here, and not even the experts know what's going to happen here. But um, based off what I've just seen from watching the last few weeks, I think he could surprise a lot of people and end up falling at fifth. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Frank Nazar from the U.S. National Development Program. Frank Nazar, he like very intriguing task. That's for sure. Yeah, and speed skill is just unreal. Um, but uh, yeah, back to you, Tyler. All right, so sixth overall. This one's from Chicago, right? Yeah, Columbus got it from Chicago. Uh, I will actually put Simon Yemek here. But I almost put Korchinski here, but I put him further down the list. But this is where I was going to put him. But it was kind of a toss-up, to be honest. I was kind of like, you know, I was a little more familiar uh, with him just because, you know, group chat and talking about him and stuff like that. So I kind of put him here, just more familiarity. Hope I don't sound dumb, but that's where I put him. Number six overall. Uh, I think defenseman makes a lot of sense for Columbus. And as... Columbus is up. I actually have Gary Bettman walking to the stage to announce another trade. Columbus has traded six overall in a package to the Arizona Coyotes for Jacob Chickren. Oh, wow. The Arizona okay. Coyotes step up to the trade to the table and take David Yurichek. Large six foot three defenseman, right hand shot. Plays a big physical style and has an incredible shot. Another great defenseman who looks like he's going to be a top pairing guy for years to come. Maybe not quite the point totals that Simon Nemec is going to get, more of a two way game, but just he's another guy who all the draftmics swear by. There's a serious debate about who's a better defenseman, him or Nemec. And I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Coyotes get their chicken replacement in a tra- in the chicken trade with this pick. So, yeah, I I would love that if 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 it were to go like this, I would love it. Wow, Haynes, how about I, you? <laughs> you came, Brandy came ready with the whole whole draft scenario already laid out. I'm I'm gonna be watching, expecting all this to happen. Um I was expecting the noises yeah. and everything, the sound effects I, I, know, little, I, I, I was I, like, I was like, okay, here we go. I was like Batman, I could hear the booze in the background. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. I, did, I debated whether I should try to mimic the sound, but I decided for everyone <laughs> A little I kept thinking um, well, I thought of the NFL well, one that dun, 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 dun. I was like, I don't know why that one popped in my head, but it did. It's it's exactly what popped in my head too, so I um I I agree with you, Grandy. I think uh David Yerchek is the guy taken here, but I don't think it's by the Arizona Coyotes. I think Columbus is going to take Yerchek here just because they are also looking for, you know, they're looking for some defensive core to build around here. I mean, they got Boquist, they have Horinsky, you know, they have some young guys there already in D and all that, but you know, you never, you know, there's never a reason not to grab younger guys from the blue line if you can. It's always great to build around your D. Um, so I definitely think that um, th- there's somebody's going to take here. You know, he's he's a great player. You know, he's got smart IQ. He's he's a great playmaker. You know, he's a great backhorse there on on the blue line. You know, lean the charge. So I, I think, like you said, I think it's 
you know, a really tough debate here on him and uh, Nemec about who goes uh, first between the two of them. But I think that uh, Yearcheck actually is going to go after Nemec here. I think he goes six overall to the Blue Jackets. So, David, Yearcheck, yeah, I like the way these drafts are shaping up. Um, back to you, Tyler. All right, Ottawa Senators. We have also real quick just before we continue, just so the people listening don't sit here and go, "Oh, this is going to take forever." We are only doing the top ten, and then we will yeah, talk yeah. about a couple, a yeah. couple names in the late first that maybe the Coyotes could be looking at, maybe not. So you have don't what, think we're going to be here all night. We have three picks in the first, don't we? Or is it only two? Three. That's three. what I thought. Okay, I thought I was crazy. But that's right. Yeah, we do. Okay. Ottawa Senators, I went with good old Frankie Nazar here. That's where I put him. Speedy playmaker. I just kind of, again, some of these I was like, "Eh, I'll just throw him here. This is one of those picks. Yeah, no, it's like that. It's like that with mock drafts. Even if you read the the guys who know better, it feels like that sometimes. Like, oh, this guy's really good. I don't know where to put him, so I'm just going to stick him here. I mean, like, um, maybe Korchinski could have worked, but I, again, I was like, uh, I don't know. I just really was kind of like, I, I, I'm not as good at knowing the good, you know, kids from the bad, so it kind of was like, eh, this one will work. But for me, I'm going to have the right wing from Finland going here, Joachim Kamel. Guy shoots the puck and then shoots it some more and then shoots it some more. He is great playing off the rush. Look, just had an incredible start to the year. The way he plays, I call him... He looks a lot like Dylan Gunther, just about three inches shorter. Uh, Actually, it might be four inches shorter based on the way he measured at the combine. But he looks incredibly skilled. Looks really good, and it will look really good on the wing of Tim Stutzel. So, Haynes, over to you. You know, I'm, I was debating it here for a second, and I'm, I'm going to send my own Gary Bettman out here, and I think the Ottawa Sanders are making a trade here, and I think they are trading this pick to the Arizona Coyotes for Jacob Chikrin. I think some pretty good pieces are going to be coming back here from Ottawa in this trade, honestly, for Jacob Chikrin. And I think the Coyotes do what a lot of people are kind of hoping they do if he's still available. And I think they take Cutter Gautier here. I think they get the Arizona native right here. They add to their already list of Arizona natives with Josh Stone. So I think the uh, I think the Coyotes, it's no-brainer, want to try to get a second pick in that first top ten. We, I mean, we all know it's no secret. I think if they could definitely do it and they can get the right piece for it, they are definitely going to try to pull for another top ten piece here. And I think – uh, they don't take it at six, but I think right here they take the shot. I know you're thinking, why not go defenseman here? And, uh, you know, they definitely could. I mean, honestly, Kevin Korchinski's a guy that could take in this situation. But I think um, it's no secret the Coyotes like Gautier's game. I think it's uh, also being a hometown kid, like you said, Tyler, they want guys who want to be here in Arizona. This is a guy who, born in Arizona, grew up here with the Coyotes. He, he knows what's special in Arizona. He knows that Arizona can build something special here. So I think. It would be no shock to see the Coyotes pull a trade here, send Chikrin over to Ottawa. Maybe uh, 
Braunstrom's coming back over from Ottawa here to uh, Arizona, but I think the Coyotes do make a trade here, and I think it's going to be Cutter Gauthier that's going to end up going seventh overall to the Coyotes in the first round. Yeah, I only reason I didn't have Cutter Gauthier is going to them is he was gone in my mock. Yeah, and I think that would be their preferred guy to trade back up for. Yep. I just think he's going to go too high personally. And I could be completely wrong because nobody knows this year. It's like we said, just tune into this year's draft, guys. It's going to be a fun one. We're all three of us going to be completely wrong. And Tyler, <laughs> I will bet you money Tyler walks out of here with the most accurate draft. I would be shocked. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> you saw my chicken scratch on my little notebook. <laughs> I did. I even do little stickmen every now and then. I mean, this is this is not professional work here, boys. This is, this is nothing. Trust me. Uh, this was a list that I did with a case of Miller Lite and tried my best. So <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly why I think you're going to be the most accurate. <laughs> Maybe I'm a Tyler Stradamus, like someone said, Grandy Stradamus the other day. I died laughing. That was funny as hell. So it's my move. <laughs> and this is your team. Yes, I am a big Red Wings fan. That is true. If you see my Twitter account, you're probably disgusted about the amount of retweets I did, especially with the reason why I chose this pick for number eight. Because the last time they chose a kid that looked great at the World Championships, you know, they took a swing on him. It was a, uh, you know, Calder winner. So, I put Marco Casper here. Wow. Yeah, I put Marco Casper wow. here. I think they're going to take That's... a swing again. I think Steve Eiserman is, one, he's a god on earth. Two, he deserves his own <laughs> sainthood. Three, he is my second favorite, almost first favorite 19. I just can't beat Doan. Doan is a too amazing in my life. But I think he's going to take a swing, and he's going to get me some Marco Casper. I'm going to get me a cool, like, Casper thing and put a Red Wings jersey on it. It's going to be great. I think this is... You, I'm hyped. You misunderstand my wow. What? Because... Same pick on the I guess. have Detroit Red Wings going up and also selecting Marco Casper. Holy they shit. Need, <laughs> they need a really good second-line center to play behind um, Dylan Larkin. Larkin. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I think they get that in Casper. He's a defensive stud. His offensive game needs to catch up to it, but he's got some skill. But that defensive ability will allow him allow him to shelter Larkin and let Larkin play in the offensive zone almost exclusively a lot. Really open up his game. And yeah, I really like that pick for Detroit. I think it's a Geiserman style pick. And it's a really strong pick. So that was, that was oh. impressive, Tyler. I like it. I was when he said, "Wow!" I'm like, either he's gonna love my spiel about this, or he's gonna hate it. And I just went for it. I said my whole spiel I was gonna say. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put it out there and see what he says. So I'm glad you liked it. Wow, y'all are y'all are like yin yin yang here. I, I I feel like I am like just like the third wheel runner up here on on picking guys right after y'all. And uh, you know, um, I. Marco Casper, uh, his game, I really do. I think he's a you know a great two way player, and I think you know it makes sense that the Red Wings would want to look for someone you know a center behind uh, Larkin. But I don't think they take Marco Casper here. I think uh, I think Eisman really would probably love his game, but I think if he's looking for another you know guy who maybe taking a little later, Sean the Dark guy, no one's expecting taking this early. Uh, even though Grandy, you had him for the last one, I think it's Joachim, uh 
Hakeem Camel, I think, is actually the uh, guy the Ravens are going to take here eight overall. I think, um, like you said, um, well, you didn't say, but I think he's one of those guys who, in a lot of my drafts, doesn't show up in a lot of people's top ten. I think he's uh, maybe a little bit underlooked and all that. I think he has a lot to offer. Um, you know, he had a poor second half in uh, the Liga this year, you know, which is going to kind of scare a couple teams. But uh, he had a really strong finish at U18s, which is something that people are also looking at. And they're going to be taking into account. And I think he's a really good two-way guy. And I think if, if, if Eisenman here, I think he takes, you know, I think he takes that shot in the dark. I mean, he did it with Mort Sider, and look where Mort Sider is now. I mean, I think Calder uh, Casper Calder winner. <laughs> yes, yes, Calder winner. I think it's uh, I think it's it's not a bad choice that they do go Casper, but I think personally, I think they're going to take Joaquin Kamel here. Joaquin Kamel to the Red Wings. That would be a nice. That would be a really nice fit. They yeah. need the they need the winger, another winger for that top line because I don't think Bertuzzi is going to last the year there. Back to me. Let's see. Number so, nine, the Sabres. Uh, yep. Which team I don't really care for. I'll be honest. Again, sorry Ottawa and Buffalo, but I really don't care. So, I debated. I saw this kid played for Moose Jaw in the WHO, and I was like, "All oh, right, he's number nine. So, with that, the number nine overall Buffalo Sabres select Denton Matichuk. Matichuk. I like the name. That's that throw one out it, there, you know? Yeah, it's like Matichuk's game. I think he's going to be a good player. Played for Moose Jaws. Um, sounds pretty damn cool if you ask me. So, I was like, you know what? I want him top ten. I'm going to go... Korchinski? You know, you said Korchinski, didn't you? They've gone defensemen quite a lot recently. They have power. They have Darlene, both first overall picks in the defense. I don't think they go another defenseman here. So I'm going to have them go the sniping winger, Jonathan Lekaramaki. I think he might have this. Yeah, Lekaramaki. Interesting. He might have the second best shot in the draft. Um, behind Cutter Gautier. He is another guy who played on an incredibly skilled line over in Sweden. All three of his line mates are expected to be, or his other two line mates are expected to be first round picks as well. Um, I I don't know if I'm fully bought into the Lekromaki hype, but they need goal scorers in Buffalo and People who know more than me love him and love him as a future goal scorer. So I'm going to trust their saying, and I'm going to say Buffalo takes him. So, Haynes, what about you? Yeah, wow. Um, you know, Letter Maki was a guy who, you know, I've kind of been keeping tabs on. And, you know, I think he would be – I think he'd be a shocker. I think if you take him this high, he'd be a shocker. But I don't think he'd be a shocker in the sense of it's – Pick too early. I think he's a great guy who, like you said, Randy, has the second best shot behind Gautier. So I think he has a lot of upside to his game. I mean, if you take him this high, I don't think you're you're taking too high of a risk here. I think you're getting a good guy out of this. And like you said, I don't think Buffalo goes Korchinski for the reason of they've gone a lot of defense recently. Obviously, Owen Power going first last year. Some other big-name guys they've drafted on defense. Obviously, a guy by the name of Rockman So I don't think they're going another defenseman here. I think they're actually going to go more of a scoring threat. I think they're going to go center here, and I actually have them taking um, Marco Casper here. I think uh, Casper's 
he plays a priority game. I mean, watching him on film, he plays a priority game. Uh, he, he plays with a really fast pace and up-tempo pace. He knows how to control games. Um, and, you know, like you said, Tyler, he's a guy who, you know, who, who, who proved to the world championships how good he is. And I think he's someone that um, is an elite middle six player and role player. And I think that uh, if you're looking for a guy that can, I think can make uh, an impact soon, Rather sooner rather than later, and, and can be you know that role kind of guy. Um, I think it makes sense for Buffalo here to take Casper with you know with the ninth overall pick here. Okay, and now it's for our last picks, the number tens. I again just kind of was like, well, there's two that I kind of think will be okay. Uh, first would be Connor Geeky, but I ultimately, a little bit of research and more Miller Lite, went with Matthew so- Savoy. 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 There it is. Thank you. That's the one. I ended up picking at number 10 for the Anaheim Ducks. You don't know how much it pains me not to have Savoy in my top 10. I debated putting him at 9 to Buffalo. This guy could wind up being the steal of the draft. Um, feisty, small, plays with a ton of heart, incredible offensive instincts. Could very easily be a better Connor Garland, and that's saying something. Um, I think he's going to be insanely good, but alas. In my mock, he falls out of the top 10. So some lucky team will get a steal of a draft pick with him because I have the Ducks taking Kevin Korchinski from Seattle. They've gone forward quite a bit. They need some defensive help. Um, they have Owens Elwager coming up, but I just think they want Kevin Korchinski. And the playoffs he had for Seattle was, he was amazing. He was all over the ice. It really helped his draft case there. And yeah, time to help shore up the back end for the Zegris led uh, forward core. Haynes, what do you have? Uh, you know, Grandy, I, I agree with you here. I think, um, you know, I, I, I'm going Matthew Savoy here at 10th. I'm going Tyler, but I agree with you here in that I think he is probably one of the biggest steals in the first round of the draft here. I think he's, uh, He's he's undersized, but he's such a skilled player. He his, his skill level is so impeccable, and I mean, it doesn't take watching clips very long of him to just see that skill level and how how immensely insane it is, and how impeccable that skill is. So I think he's a no brainer going to the Ducks. And the reason I think he's going ten for the Ducks is I think they're looking at what they've kind of targeted in the uh, past in the draft. You know, going you know with guys like McTavish and you know picking up Zegris and. So, you know, they, they've already kind of gotten those younger, skilled players. And I think that if they want to keep along that line of continuing with that, I think it makes no sense. Or I think it makes the most sense to, you know, pick Matthew Savoy here if you're Anaheim. I think, you know, he's a great guy that could play the wing, you know, down the middle right there with, you know, with McTavish or Zegras. I think he, you know, is – I think he's, he really is the best steal of the first round, in my opinion. I really do think he's – Outside the top three, because we also don't know what's going to happen there. I think he's one of the biggest steals you can get. I think he's a really 
really, really skilled player for his, you know, for his size. He's like a Garland, a little bit more skilled and all that. So I think that uh, the Ducks don't stray away, despite picking a lot of forwards recently. I think they stay on the path and they go Savoy. But, um, you know, like you said, Grant, I wouldn't be surprised if for some wild reason they decide to go Korchinski. But I'm going to stick firm here that Matthew Savoy will be the 10th overall pick by the Anaheim Ducks. Well, the other thing, the other reason I have Korchinski going is – we all know defensemen go way earlier than the moth. They always do. Um, I feel like I don't have enough defensemen. Even having three in the top ten, I feel like I have enough defensemen in the top ten. I had to get a third one in there. But it's going to – it's just – this draft is so – Up in the air? It's going to be so random once it gets here. It's going to be incredible. Looking forward I, to it, honestly. Yeah. It's going to be so fun to watch. And I hope you guys are all there for our uh, Twitter spaces we are going to host. So Yes, looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Going to be awesome. Haynes, did you have any... Uh, let's each... I don't know if you have a name that you want to throw out there, Tyler, but let's each have a name that the Coyotes could target in the end of the first. End of the first, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look something up because I definitely don't have that much prepared. Well, let me just throw out a name then, if I may, and then hands sure. on to you. Ah. So, Philip Massar. He talked about how the Coyotes are very interested in him at the combine. He is an incredibly skilled winger who. His game pops. His game just pops. It's hard to describe, but it pops. Um, I just think with the interest, with multiple mocks having us going him in the late first, I just think he's a name to keep an eye on. Chances are he's not going to end up a Coyote simply because it's so far back in the first. It's almost impossible to make a guess. It really is. It's just, like I said, I've heard the connection multiple times. I'm throwing it out there. And I like his game. Haynes, what do you have? I think, um, you know, I think the Coyotes could definitely be looking, you know, later in the first year. I mean, they got two more picks in the last, the first round there. And I think definitely one's going to be used on a defenseman, no matter who it is or whether who that be, who they take here. But I think a guy they're really looking for or could be keeping an eye on, and I think if they have him available at 27, they're going to take him, I think would be Rutger McGrory um, from the U.S. National uh, Development Program. I think he's, uh, you know, he's everything you kind of want in a wing. Uh, his dynamic skiing ability is not the best, but, you know, he makes up for in other areas. And, um, you know, he kind of he kind of almost has similar play to Alex Took and that he's, you know, He's able to kind of insulate that skill and, you know, he's kind of be able to, he, he kind of feeds off everybody else and is able to, you know, help everybody else out in the process of maybe not being directly scoring goals. But, you know, I think he's, if he's sitting at 27, I think he's, he's too good not to, pa- to pass up here. Um, I think he, he just kind of has everything you're looking for. I, I we talked a lot about him. We still on. I think he has a lot to offer here. And, you know, I think he's, um, I definitely think he's worth it. I mean, Sam Renzel real fast on defense uh, is another guy you could be looking at. I think he's another guy that could maybe be going at 27th overall. 
But um, I would say those two guys, if you're looking at the defenseman and the forward, both who I would say will probably be two guys that guys be keeping their eyes open later there, coming close to that 27th pick. But um, for sure, I would definitely say keep your eye on Rutger McGordy because I think he's uh, I think he could be an interesting piece if he if he if he's still available come 27. Tyler, you have someone, or you need more time because I can throw another name out there. Uh, well, I kind of looking. Again, you guys are just a little better than me at the uh, prospect pool stuff, fortunately. Or fortunately for me, I should say. I know I saw one that said like our 32nd-ish will be Jimmy Snookerud. I don't know. I guess he's interesting. That's an interesting name. So I'm going to go with that. Line mate for Logan Cooley. He plays Mm -hmm. a more defensive style game. He's probably a third liner in the league. But at this late in the draft, generally what you get, I mean, it, they have to be projections to be better than a third liner, essentially. You can take a risk on a guy who has more potential, but um, just statistically speaking, most guys taken in this range wind up third liners, maybe second liners. Uh, but I do like Jimmy Snuggaroo's game. Line mates of Logan Cooley's. Uh, plenty of there to like. So, yeah, definitely. There's just so much to be excited about in this draft. Um, even if it's not quite as good as, say, next year's draft, there's still plenty to like, plenty to be excited about. I'm really looking forward to it. I am too. It's the first year that I've really kind of been watching your draft close. This is the closest I've ever watched a draft, I should say. And I'm just excited. I'm very excited for this new era of Coyotes hockey to open up. I wish we were already a couple of years down the road to see where this team gets us. Start making those deep playoff runs with these kids. But, well, you know, I'll be patient. Speaking of a couple of years later, I think that is a good uh, segue into GMBA's press conference today. Yeah, well, Grandy, you said you wanted to talk about it, so let's go ahead and hear what you got to say. Um, so one of the things I found most interesting about is he was asked and was very honest about a timeline with the team. Said that from the time the Colorado Avalanche made their first pick on their team, Gabriel Landis Cog, to the time they won the cup, it was eight to nine years throughout a couple other teams out there. And so these guys were anywhere from 10 to 12 years making the playoffs is five to six years after you start a rebuild. So he put a very distinct timeline out there. And I, for one, love to hear that. He's not sugarcoating it. He's not trying to say, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be expediting this. We're going to be rushing to get good as fast as possible. No, he's being patient. He's going to take his time, and he's going to make sure this team gets built the right way. I love hearing that after we saw Chaika rush the rebuild. I love hearing that after we saw Tom Maloney rush the rebuild. <sighs> Our rebuilds have failed because, well, one, we didn't have the scouting staff to draft correctly, and two, They've always been rushed before we had the proper core in place. I mean, 
the picture of the Colorado Avalanche. You talked earlier about that 46-point season they had, Haynes, and even though it was only, what, six years ago, there was only five guys from that team still on the team. Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, and Miko Rantanen being two of them, and all three of those guys were picked in the top ten. Two of them in the top three. Rebuilds take time. Rebuilds require patience. And as weird as it sounds for GMBA to be that, to say that about a um, rebuild, that excites me. It excites me knowing he's going to take that time. It excites me knowing he's going to be patient. I really, really am excited to see this all the way through. I'm glad we're in on the uh, start of it. And we're going to be here through some rough times. Now, it's not all sad. He did say you're going to see hope on these Coyotes teams over the next couple years. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see the reasons for hope. And we will. We saw it last year with Clayton Keller's play. So, yeah, we're in for... We're in for some rough years ahead, but look on the bright sides. Look just at the avalanche. Look on the like bright side. Yep. Haynes, did you have anything? You know, I would I would have had some stuff there, but I, I generally think you kind of hit it all there. Um, Randy, you know, this is not something the guys can rush. I know people don't want to watch us lose for, you know, so many years just because – it adds to the jokes of the franchise, and you know, and it and it's not fun watching losing hockey. But you know, if you want to be a successful team for years and years and years, you have to go through the lengthy rebuild. And the Kaiser never truly have done that. They have never truly done the lengthy rebuild. And um, Bill Armstrong wants to do that, and he knows that this team's optimistic about where the future is of this team, and he knows that these guys are, you know, knows it's going to take some time. There's going to be a lot of losing, but he knows that that there's going to be a bright future for this team. So uh, you got to stay optimistic, even though it's going to, it's going to be a lot of losing in the next few years. But if anybody has the right mindset of all of our GMs in history, it's, it's Bill Armstrong for sure. Like I said, he's got my full trust until uh state. Otherwise, like I've granted, you know, you said it all perfectly, really. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we are fully embracing this because like, I, I'd rather have a team that's kind of bad with glimpses of hope but then get a Stanley freaking cup to Phoenix or Arizona. Sorry, sorry. Then to rush rebuild like we've done so many times before. I think, I know we kind of took this topic off, but I think we do have, you know, obviously tentatively a certain deal going on manifesting. I think we do have the best front office in the state of Arizona right now. Um, and I truly, I've never backed, I think the only one I've backed more than this is the team I mentioned all the times, old owner, which he's no longer there. So I'm looking forward to what they have. I really am. I'm very excited for this draft. This is the most... It was just fun doing this mock draft, doing this research. I uh, think I did okay from what it sounds like. Uh, so I definitely look forward to watching that with all of you guys on the Twitter spaces. Um, but if you guys are done with that, I have one more topic before we kind of close this thing out. Um, do you guys have any more comments, concerns on the last thing? No, I think I'm pretty good. Okay. Uh, it was about... Man, a week ago now, maybe? Or I saw just a brief debate uh, while at work. Sorry, boss. Um, 
in the hockey chat about Doan being in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I thought that'd be a great topic to kind of discuss uh, with you boys here. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think he's worthy of it? Or I, Obviously, the Arizona Sports Hall of Fame, without a question, he's obviously in Mount Rushmore, I think, of Arizona sports in general. But what do you guys think? Does he belong in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Actually, this works perfectly because the two people having the debate are the two people that are in on this call. Oh, it's all, oh. that's weird. Did I, did I plan that out, maybe? Huh. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm a little devious, perhaps. So, uh, you're going to make Coy- you're gonna make Coyotes fans absolutely hate me here. Oh, man. Sorry. Shane Doan. Uh-oh. As a player is not a Hall of Fame player. That kills me to say. It hurts my very soul to say. You don't know how much pain I went through to say those words. But the fact of the matter is, over 1,500 games played, he accrued 402 goals, 570 assists for 972 points. That would be the lowest point total in the Hall outside of some people that made it back when Talib was first starting. Nobody was scoring a lot of points in defensemen. Um, he has no major awards to his name. He has two playoff runs in his career. All the stuff that makes uh, Hall of Fame caliber player Stone didn't have. He was an incredible player. I'm not trying to say he wasn't. It's just when you look at some of the names that aren't making the Hall of Fame, one of which is our very own Keith Kachuk, who, despite averaging over a point per game for his entire career, and arguably being either number one or number two for best American players up to this point, he's not in the Hall. Um, it's going to take a lot of work for him to get in as a player. However, I will argue beyond a shadow of a doubt, he belongs in as a as a builder. There is a builder aspect to the Hall of Fame for essentially building up the game of hockey, and Shane Doan's. Um, has under that Austin Matthews' career, Cutter Gauthier's career, Matthew Nye's career. All of these Arizona prospects that are coming up are here because of Shane Doan. Make no mistake about it. He belongs in as a builder. I will fight that battle till my dying breath. But unfortunately, I just don't see the case for him as a player. Haynes. No, actually, let me, let, me, let me jump in, actually. Let me jump in while I remember what I was going to say, if that's okay, Haynes, if you don't mind. Uh, keep in mind, short and sweet, so that's fine. Okay. I agree, Brandy, with you wholeheartedly. I know, uh, I think, as you said, we call him Captain Coyote. He is Arizona hockey. I think, like you, I mean, man, you absolutely nailed that, by the way. Um, these kids 
that grew up here and you're going to playing the NHL now are because of him. I mean, he inspired a literal generation of hockey players from the desert. He made it this 115 in the summer wasteland into like soon to be flourishing hockey market. Pretty good. I mean, he's definitely, he is Arizona hockey. He truly is the embodiment of that. And uh, so I definitely agree. I think definitely as a builder, but not as a player. I hate to say it. He's my favorite player of all time. But Haynes, hit us with it, sir. Yeah, uh, Granny, I know that when when you first brought that up, I know I had messed around with you and, you know, I had said, no, I think, you know, I think he can make it as a player. And, you know, I, as much as I would love to see Shane Doan make the Hockey Hall of Fame, just to absolutely incite the wrath of Canadian fans, I don't think he makes it as a player. And it, it really does hurt to say that because if it wasn't for Shane Doan, I would have never gotten into hockey. So um, it, it really does hurt to have to say he's not going to get in as a player, but I do think he gets in as a builder just because of what he's done for hockey in the Valley and what he continues to do for hockey in the Valley. He's inspired not only um, fans to believe in hockey here while he was around playing, but he's inspired a whole other generation of guys from the NHL to believe that hockey can work in Arizona and all that. And because of that, they are now guys that are going in the first rounds in the top tens and all that. So, um, I, I don't think he makes it as a player, unfortunately, but I think as a builder, he easily could make it. And if it incites the wrath of Canadian fans still, then I call it a win. You're inciting no. the wrath of Canadian fans on Canada Day. Yep, that's, that's a very the, Tyler move, I'm a blue, too. And I'm a Blue Jays fan. <laughs> that's, so that's a, I'm a Blue Jays fan. So my respect to all the Blue Jays fans out there from Wednesday on opening day or on Canada Day. But I still want to see y'all's wrath incited. Even now, I, so what's up with you two today? Wait a minute. You, some of French Canadians, you're inciting wrath on Canada, Canadians on Canada Day, but I'm the one being neutral and quiet? What has happened? Because, <laughs> because has happened? you, no, because you said that French Canada wasn't real place, and you absolutely bat on the whole province of French Canada. That's why I, you're being called out for. I just said that. I want to see these fans that are being absolutely awful to Corey Pronman and Bob McKenzie bird that's all i said <laughs> and i just said i want to watch them get mad when a coyotes player makes the hall of fame and none wrong with that. i didn't say i want them to like get hit with a car i just said no, I want you to said you want to incite anger in them on canada yeah. Day. come on yeah, yeah i want to see come it. on buddy okay but <laughs> come is, on man. Is it gonna, tyler is it gonna what are you doing canada? is it gonna happen canada Day? no so it's not gonna it incite the wrath on canada no because uh, they announced, tyler they thing to say they announced the the Hall of Fame class before Canada, so no, would not incite the wrath of Canadian fans. Maybe next year. It would incite them. That. Nah, they're they're good. If they get mad one day of the year, then and it happens to be on Canada, well, then I guess we. Have I'm blaming you, Tyler. That is exactly something Tyler would say. So that's all I'm going to finish out with. <laughs> I do want to add one little addendum. Oh, no. If Shane Doan were to happen to get into the Hall of Fame, He's I Canadian. am defending. His belonging there to my <laughs> death. We all have to. Oh yeah. And we all. Oh we'll yeah. All, we'll all swear Absolutely. We'll all Absolutely. Swear on a Bible into oath. <laughs> we'll link arms and tie ourselves to a tree the whole nine yards. Exactly. <laughs> when everybody comes to go. Shane Dorn in the hall. I will be hitting them with all the facts <laughs> I can pull out of somewhere. Uh, I love it. I love the chaos on Canada Day. Oh boy. 
All right, so I do have a Tyler's Question of the Week uh, given to me by, well, Grandy actually came up with this one, so it should be Grandy's Question of the Week. But are you boys ready? Yes, sir. Start. Okay. I'm reading it verbatim. Uh, Do you want me to say it since? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So would you rather have an infinite amount of money, but it's all in pennies, a million dollars, but only in $1 bills, or 500000 in $20 bills? Man. And this is how you have to spend it. You can't. Oh, you can't go to the bank. Oh, shit. Nope. Okay. Oh, crap. Nope. So you can't take the pennies, have an infinite oh, money, man. and spend it. You have to spend it as pennies. I mean, considering a lot of places aren't taking, like, change. I mean, I guess they are having a change shortage, but I guess, like, a lot of them aren't taking cash. Oh, I know you're screwed. I, I guess I'd go for the 500K and 20s. And I'm kind of taking the L in that one, but at least it's kind of easiest to carry and I won't lose track of it. I'm doing the million feel- one dollar bills because I'm taking a million dollars and I do not want to deal with the pennies. Yeah, I couldn't deal with the pennies. I mean, it's great that it's unlimited, but I just, I, I don't know where I'd put all that. I really don't even know. A bank won't take it because I can't put it in a bank. I can't put it in my backyard. It won't fit. So I'll just take the L and give me the 200K. I know it's not a lot. I mean, it's a lot more than I have, but I'll, it's easiest to carry. I'll take for convenience strictly. Was, was it 200K or was it 500K? It's 500K. Oh, 500K. Even better. I'll take I that. Will, I will take the 500K and $20 bills, and, and I don't think it's a loss. And the reason why I'm taking 500K and $20 bills is because I would rather buy something and pay with a 20 and get a bunch of change back and then have additional dollars besides just 20s than having to count out multiple $1 bills for something. If I was, say, buying a $10 item, I pay with the 20, I get some money back, and then I go and get something later in the weekend. It's like four bucks. I'd rather pay with a 10 than pay with, you know, like $20 bill for a $4 item. So I will take the $20 because I can make my change back and get smaller amounts back to make smaller purchases. So I am going to go the route of you, Tyler. I'm going to go the five hundred thousand for uh for the with the uh, twenty dollars. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting in the corner <laughs> making it rain at the strip club. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, I guess I there's think, that. Hey, you can still you can still make it rain with wires. You can still make it rain with twenty thousand dollars, my friend. There's things called wires. Called there's thing called a cashier. You walk up to him, hand him a twenty dollar bill, and say, "Hey, I need twenty ones for this." No, no, Unless, no, no, no. He no. said you have to spend it as twenties. Yeah. Okay. So well, then twenty dollars right there. That's a lap dance. So that's twenty dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? Curious. College days. College oh, days. Oh, I see. What? Okay. But you're not. You're not making it rain. No. Point of going to a strip club if you don't make it rain. At that point, don't I? Hey, I got. I got a girlfriend. Going to be a wife in a year. I don't need strip clubs. And she's probably this podcast, <laughs> so you're in trouble for sure. Oh, she knows I went in college anyway, so I don't know if I'm really getting in trouble. You might. You know, I don't know. If you never come on the show again, you'll I'll know why. No, I'm, I'll be good. So I'm good here. Oh, no. I'm I'm happy and about to hit the next stage in my life in the next year, so I, I will gladly take the wires. I mean, all the money I make, if I make $500,000 in $20 bills, all that money, half that, at least three quarters of that money is going towards a house. So and and all that. So I'm I'm using my money wisely. Yeah, I would just um, 
I'm single, so I'm just going to play a lot of Monster Hunter and have a bunch of money in my, in my room stacked up the reason, real nice. The reason I thought of that the reason I thought of that question is it's like if you could only spend pennies, how much money would it have to be for to you make to it take it? And yeah. I don't think there is an amount of money worth taking the pennies. Yeah, I mean, especially infinite, it's like really just the pain in the ass that's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you have to spend it as pennies. How many places are going to take that? If I walk up there and give them 800, you know, actual 80,000 pennies to buy something, who's going to, you know, who's going to honor that? Not very many people. I can't take so it to a bank because the rules. You have, go, you have to go get a d- dump truck to take yeah. the 80,000 pennies there. But in yep. order to get the dump truck, you have to go and take 80,000 pennies to them. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's unlimited, but great. I mean, I, I can't. Oh, could I melt it? Can I smelt the copper? I guess and oh, use that to buy things. I don't know. There's no act. There's no act. Oh man. Pennies, so. Oh well. You're out of luck. Well, I guess I'll just take the 500k. But boys, I think that's everything, right? Are we anything else you want to add before we go? Oh yes, uh, I mentioned before, we are having. On the, it is the 7th, right? Yes. The 8th. No. 7th. There it is. I got this. The 7th, we are hosting a Twitter Spaces during the draft. Come hang with us. We're going to be talking the draft, reacting the draft. It's going to be a great time. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your cousins, tell your brother, tell your dog. It's going to be a great time. And for one last time, this is brought to you by Rogue Energy. You can get a starter kit for $17.99. Use our promo code YODIS. R or Y O T E S at checkout uh, to save 10% and kind of support the show. So, boys, with that being said, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. if it's Y O T E S, why is it Yodi? Um, because I said so. I'm only to set up the code, and that's what's going to be. <laughs> I so. was waiting for that. I was going to say, also refer to for you n- normal common folk, uh, Yotes. <laughs> You know, I had a roast here, but I'm not <laughs> going to say it on the air. So I'll wait till we get off the air for this. So to wrap it up, boys. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been too I long. I know. I know. Gosh. You guys have been saying Yodi's wrong your whole life. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know he wish. Look, 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 look. Haynes, Haynes, you now know an actual employee of the Coyotes. Let's settle this once and for all. Yeah. 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 Yes. Not, yes. Actually, ask him. Ask him. I will change it. If he says it's Yotes, if he says it's Yotes, I will 100% on God, right here, right now, recording, I will change it to Yotes permanently. I will never say Yotes a day in my life. Go back and watch Wires Call. Go back and watch uh, Howlers and Growlers. He's multiple times said Yotes. He's he's, before he worked for the Coyotes. doesn't count. I need him to verify now. He says Yotes still now. He doesn't change it. But he works for them. He has to ask the official (laughs) owner. He has to ask the owner. He... I don't think he has that kind of power in terms of going straight. Okay, well, he has to ask Shane Doan, somebody. Give me a clip of Shane Doan calling it Yotes, and I swear to God, I'll never say Yotes ever again in my entire life. I'm 95% certain a video exists, and I'm going to be finding that. I'm telling you, you find it, I swear to God, on this pod. If I I can get Christopher Colanos to come on here and say Yotes for you, will you probably stop saying Yotes? Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. No, any Coyotes player. Swear to God, absolutely. Absolutely. Huh? What is the lowest level coyote it would take for you to stay that? I'll freaking get it from a damn puck boy. I don't care. Go ahead. As long as they, as long as they were an official capacity. Actually, tell you what. They play at least one day with the coyotes. They qualify. 
So, so I can get Henrik Samuelson who played Wait like a second. four career Wait. games for the Coyotes. Fair enough. Wait a second. You can get Brennan Perlini if you want to. I skated on the same ice as Chris Kalanos and Jeff Tafe. There you go. Okay, but did you ask him how to pro- did you ask him how to pronounce the thing? No. <laughs> get out of here. I uh, get out next. But I I occasionally wear as, uh, <laughs> as part of that. I was technically skating with Coyotes. There you so, go. Okay. And one time I breathed the same air as the Coyotes when I was in the arena. Your point? Tyler, I uh, dapped up both Antoine Roussel and Jay Beagle and specifically asked from the Hurricanes game. I said, how do you say it? And they both looked at me and said, yote. And anybody I stupid, they announced the yote. I doubt that. I doubt that. I doubt that. You got video? Tell you what, you got video of that? I will shut the fuck up right now. I swear to God. I swear to God I will. You got video of that. I swear on my mom. Sorry, mom. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll go back and find the clip on my phone. I, I swear. I, no, really. Right I there. swear. I, right I will shut up. I promise. I, I, I promise like, you. I was like, how do you say Yotes or Yotes? And he was like, he's like, if anybody says Yotes, they can go ahead and just stop being a fan. So, hey, I'm just going <laughs> off what my man Jay Beagle said. I'm just going off what my man I, Jay Beagle said. I mean, dang. One time I met Gandhi in my dreams, and he said Yotes is the right way to say it. So, I mean, here yeah. we go. We got the same level of, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Come on now. Who, who, has a photo with, who has a photo of Gandhi and who has a photo of Jay Beagle? It's not I even mean, a photo with Gandhi. It was a dream. <laughs> he came into yeah, my dream specifically and said, hey, there's a guy. photo proof in- of us talking to each other. I have photo proof of us talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, photo proof. If it's how's it proof, you're not talking in a photo. It's just a picture. There's my mouth video open, proof. His mouth's open and we're both saying something. That sounds gross. Read the lips, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. read the lips in the photo, Tyler. He's right, clearly George saying, yote. And I'm saying, I know, right? I don't know about that one. Gandhi was really convincing. <laughs> he was very convincing. Well, All right, let's, let's end this episode. So if you want to hear the last 20 minutes of this episode, hear you pronouncing the word yotes wrong. How is it wrong when it's coyotes? The word is coyotes, but yet it's, it's yotes. How does that make any, any sense at all? Didn't we pull this? Didn't we do this one time did. episode? Didn't oh, I look I'll up bring this up word? no matter what. I'll bring this up to Thanksgiving, Wait to second. Christmas, to my wedding. I don't even care. Wait a second. Didn't real fast spins. before before we go here. Didn't because Granny knows exactly what I'm to bring up here. Didn't we one time on the episode specifically? Laura, I looked up how to pronounce the word yotes and had Google pronounce it for me, and it was pronounced yotes, not yotes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So why is this even still an an, an argument? Because everything lost. we looked up is always said yotes. Yeah, it's always said yotes. So it's I think you die living in yotes land. Look, are you calling Gandhi a liar? I'm calling you and that's Gandhi liars. Yep, I'm calling you and Gandhi liars. Bro, that's also terrible. Three different polls that have all said yotes as well. Okay, so, well, what does Max say? Max says yotes, yotes. So, I mean, hey, he you gonna tell yotes. Mac no? He said yotes. He said yotes. He had to correct himself. <sighs> he just said yotes. See, I proved it. Thank you. Because I hear your southern draw say yotes. That's no, weird, buddy. Why is it? Why do you say it like that? It's so Thank weird. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening to us <laughs> this, <laughs> this week on <laughs> the Turban Yotes podcast. That, that's your cue, Tyler. Send us home. Oh, right. Sorry. <clears throat> From all of us at the Chirpin' Yotes podcast, have a good week. Have a safe fourth. We'll see you next time.